Hello and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond and I'm glad you're listening today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through this Victory Briefing. Today I want to share some details on becoming a watchman. We see constant headlines of the enemy advancing on every front. We need to know our enemy and his strategies, or we lose these battles. If you don't think that we're in a spiritual war, then you are already a POW, a prisoner of war. We must learn to identify the enemy behind human power and initiatives. We must realize that the enemy is not bogus politicians and terrorists or any other human adversaries. I'm convinced also that the condition of our country is in direct relation to the condition of the church. Satan has distracted and infiltrated the church, and now he has taken many positions in our government. We must stand up to our enemy and force him back. In Jesus' name. I want to look at Ephesians 6, verses 14 through 17. The New American Standard Bible says, Stand firm, therefore having belted your waist with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having strapped on your feet the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Now historians tell us that Roman soldiers carried seven pieces of armor, the girdle or belt, the breastplate, shoes, shield, the helmet, and a sword, and a lance. This is one of Paul's most famous lists or outlines. Put on the full armor of God. As you read Ephesians 6, 14 through 17, you see the belt of truth. And number two, the breastplate of righteousness. Three, the gospel shoes. Shield of faith. Five, the helmet of salvation. 6. The sword of the Spirit. But where is number 7? We know it takes all the armor to be effective and stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 11 tells us that. We know the truth. We are righteous. We share the gospel and quench fiery darts with our shield. We have the helmet protecting our thoughts and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. But that's only six things. The historians tell us of the most obvious weapon of battle, the lance. Where's the lance or spear in Paul's list? Paul knew there were many types of lances. Soldiers carried multiple short lances for close combat with various shapes of sharp points and one with a long, heavy shaft. We would call this one a spear, which was very effective at long distances. The first six pieces of armor are products or the fruit of the word of God, truth, righteousness, gospel of peace, faith, salvation, and the sword of the spirit. This is what you have in your spirit because of the word of God, that incorruptible seed that was planted in you. The lance or spear shows up in verse 18. This shows us how to use our faith in the word by speaking the word of God. Ephesians 6, 18 Paul finishes up his list with, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayer and request. With this in mind, be alert 
and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Just as there are many types of lances for various situations, God has given us various kinds of prayer. We deploy and enforce our God-given power and authority through our prayers and decrees. Paul says to use all kinds of prayers. and There's at least six kinds of prayers. Consecration, petition, authority, and the thanksgiving, supplication, intercession. We use the sword of the Spirit, and we pray in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit empowers us to win various kinds of battles. You might use a short lance while laying hands on someone to heal them. You may launch a long-range spear of prayer to remind the principality of a distant city that Jesus is Lord and he is head over all things, according to Ephesians 1.21 and Colossians 2.10. Then Paul says, be alert here in this last verse. A watchman should never be surprised by the enemy. However, You can be watchful and smack dab in the middle of God's will and still be hindered. In 1 Thessalonians 2.18, Paul tells us, For I wanted to come to you, which is God's will. And he says, I, Paul, more than once wanted to come to you, and Satan has hindered us. Many people don't think Satan has power to hinder anything if an individual is in the center of God's will, as Paul was. They mistakenly think that everything is going smooth, That's a sign of God's direction. Any problems believers might encounter must mean they missed God. Well, that's not what Paul was describing here. We don't know, but it was probably ungodly people operating under Satan's influence. The devil is full of hindrances. He gives us thoughts and ideas to make us ineffective in battle, but our shield of faith is able to quench all those fiery darts. Amen? He is not visible. He is not persuadable. Yet he must be resisted. The enemy hindered Paul. He'll hinder whoever else attempts to be aggressive for the kingdom of God. He mainly operates through people, sometimes through friendly but incompetent advisors. Christian soldiers must pray with their eyes open. Watch and pray is God's secret for overcoming the world, Mark 13.33, overcoming the flesh, Mark 14.38, and overcoming the devil, Ephesians 6.18 here. We should also watch and pray for opportunities to serve Christ, Colossians 4, verses 2 and 3. Protection from attacks of our enemy, even for believers, is not automatic. There is a part for us to play. Though God is sovereign, this does not mean he is literally in control of everything that happens. He has left much to the decisions and actions of humankind. Just as it is his will for all to be saved, some are not. Protection from the enemy has been provided, but we must take hold of the promises by faith and activate our protection. James 1.22 We must decide to follow the laws of the spirit realm and obey his word. It is our responsibility to be watchful for ourselves as well as others. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 tells us to be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Since God said not to be unaware of Satan's tactics, he must be willing to make us aware of them. If he says to be on alert, this must mean that if we are on alert, he will alert us. God will not tell us to do something without enabling us to carry out the command. Now, 2 Corinthians 
2, verse 11 in the New American Standard Bible tells us, So that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan, for we are not ignorant of his schemes. Satan will do anything to keep us from Christ. He knows spiritual life will not thrive on anything but Christ. The enemy will substitute anything else for the soul to focus upon. And when this is done, we are weakened spiritually. Many may even sink into a miserable, spiritless formality. Many have been taken advantage of and sidetracked from faith out of not knowing this device of the enemy. We must be alert, remain watchful, or we will not be aware of God's attempts to warn us of Satan's attacks and strategies. Attacks are random and sneaky, so alertness is essential. How long must the church rely upon her blind watchmen? Isaiah 56.10 We must do more than gaze. It's time to pay attention. We must be alert and watch. Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance will get you killed. Hosea 4 verse 6 Satan has taken a lot of territory in America and the church. If we deny the reality of spiritual war, we can count on disaster for our country. We must realize the enemy has advanced and we must be determined to take our territory back. I don't know if you realize it or not, but all the armor of God speaks. Truth is spoken. Psalm 15, verse 2. Proverbs 8, 7. Proverbs 12, 17. The righteousness of faith speaks. Romans 10, 6. The gospel is preached. We see that all through the New Testament, beginning with Jesus preaching the gospel in Luke 4, 18. Faith is spoken to mountains, Mark eleven twenty one through 24. Salvation comes by declaring Jesus is Lord, Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God, obviously, here in Ephesians six seventeen, And all kinds of prayer, Ephesians six eighteen, etc. My proclamation is, I'm thankful I can communicate with God, I know the reason of my being is to have a close relationship with him. There would be no relationship and no knowing without spoken words. I thank God for speaking with me every day. I love to pray and listen to him. The Father created the universe with spoken words, and I was created in his likeness. I therefore speak and create or change my circumstances. My provision, protection, and safety are in his word. The enemy hates my relationship with the Father. The devil wants to separate me from the love of God, but he can't. God has given me his armor, his word, for protection and defensive action against the enemy. All I have to do is stand and resist the enemy with the word of God. The Holy Spirit teaches me to be a watchman. I am not ignorant of my adversary's devices, and I do not fear him. I know his character and methods. My decrees, proclamations, and prayers contain God's word. His word goes forth to accomplish his purpose. Isaiah 55:11 and Jeremiah 1, verse 12. In the name of Jesus. I hope you are subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net. Mm-hmm.